Let's get started. I'm Brian. I'm Joe. And we are Where's the Rule Book Podcast, a weekly podcast all about board games and whatever else we want to talk about. So we are back with a new refreshing month here, and we're going to start strong with a, our first, I guess, series that we've ever done. Yeah, we've kind of like unofficially have done series like specials we, like oh, or specials for sure. But like we I remember when we used to do the planning, it was like, OK, well, it's fall. So let's talk about fall ish games that are like holiday ish games. Gift ideas when we get near yeah. Christmas. But yeah, this is like actual series, I guess. And a little, we never really talked about how we were doing fall games when it was fall. We just like planned our yeah. games. If you look at season ones and season two. It makes sense. It makes sense to the seasons that things were coming out, but we never talked about it like we are currently. <laughs> but we are doing miniature month. Yeah. So February, for some weird reason, only you know, normally has 28 days. Um, this year is a leap year. So we do even have a special episode uh, because there's actually an extra Thursday in February this year. So we'll talk about that when it gets a little closer. But miniature month miniature figures we we are sticking to the, the ones that we play a yeah. lot and and know uh and i guess the i just to be real clear these are not tabletop games yeah, one kind one of is. will be <laughs> i was just gonna say like these are miniature games that are miniature on boards but really one of them won't be uh this one is miniature though. month <laughs> yeah so there's miniatures in this and the one that there isn't you have to build for sure you build the figures do you have to build it in the other one are we gonna just want to say them all we can just talk so we're about not, them <laughs> so we're not no. making up okay they come built <laughs> we're, uh, we're already lying so. so the first game we'll talk about is unmatched you've heard us talk about it we've we like it we love it we've went to gen con played a whole bunch of it last year and then we're going to talk about another game that you've all heard us talk about a bunch which would be marvel crisis protocol not a board game tabletop game build the miniatures build glue the sets. sets you paint them <laughs> very much a tabletop game and then we're going to move into street fighter which i think it's even called street fighter the board game it is because it's it's a, played on a board it's so we got three different kinds of games which is kind of nice uh street fighter is kind of similar to unmatched yeah but it's way more uh deck oriented I feel like it's more map oriented too. It is a more map oriented. Yeah. You have a lot of things to interact with. It's a destruction. It, I think it's a closer, it's a tabletop game made into a board game. Yeah. And Unmatched kind of just has happens to have miniatures. So yeah. we found a good time to talk about it finally. <laughs> so we got a good diverse month. Uh, I'm sure we'll have conversations that arise from other oh, similar yeah. tabletop games that are popular. We just don't play them or have much interest yeah. i have played a lot of tabletop yeah. games there's obviously the warhammer games and stuff out have but, you ever played warhammer any of them like once okay but no i, w I would say i'm like if someone came up and was like hey do you want to play war i'd be like no i don't i don't play Warhammer. because <laughs> I, I played it like one time gotcha i built a handful of figures and that was it <laughs> i have a long history with warhammer i don't play it anymore just it's too much, too much. And we'll get into that when we talk about other things. But for today, like you said, we're we're talking about one of our favorites. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Unmatched. Yeah. One of our favorites for sure. A lot of options when it comes to it. In an easier way than I think most tabletop options are. Because you don't 
There isn't a base game that you have to buy. Nope. There isn't. There's not boosters. There's not additional. There's additional people, but you don't like have to have anything certain. You don't have to make teams like you do with Marvel. So really, like, the entry is low. The entry is low. You can get buy one it. one random set and play, and you don't have to do anything else, which I really enjoy. And for the most part, they're all pretty unique when it comes to the characters. There's a bunch of characters. Yeah. What is? I I think there's like. 40 i started listening in my head and then i was like oh there's all the marvels yeah i started thinking about how to count, like <laughs> counting them in my head and i was like i don't care that much to count them all there's probably close to 40 of them i mean i have 20 at my house right now to paint for you true you do have a handful of paint <laughs> it's gotta be more than 40 there's a lot yeah there's a lot so they come in at least a box of two some come in boxes of four some come in boxes of three i don't think anything comes in a bigger box than four no yeah four is the biggest that Nah, never mind. Tales of a Maid, but that's still four. It's still only four, yeah. And yeah, so Unmatched came out in 2019, in, which I didn't really know, but that is roughly when we started playing this game. At the like, Yeah, we, we bought this in our work trip yeah. on a whim, because we saw it everywhere, like at every Barnes & Noble or BAM. So yeah, you saw some of them. I didn't see them until I remember the first time seeing this game still, and I was in California with my wife. And I remember seeing the Little Red and Beowulf box. And I was like, <laughs> what is this thing? It's so weird. I was at a board game store, obviously. It wasn't just at like a Kroger or something. But I was like, what is this game? I flipped it over. It didn't make any sense to me. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, why are these two things fighting each other? Came home, started Googling it more. And then you started seeing them pop up at BAM, which I don't. I still don't understand why Barnes & Noble has this game. I don't know. But they do, kind of, whatever. And then when we went on a work trip, which would have been roughly about 2019. It was 2019. So we were pretty new. There was definitely wasn't as many as there are today out by any means. There there were, there had been four sets because you had four boxes. Yeah, I think probably four sets. We brought two, two. we found two yeah. on that trip. That makes sense. But yeah, so we started playing it in 2019. So we started playing right as it came out. And then just very recently, I think we've talked about it already a little bit, but the Tales to Amaze came out last fall. So this came out in the end of 2023. It was on Kickstarter and stuff like that. We got a chance to play it at Gen Con in August before it was out, which only made me want my copy sooner, which we never got until later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Tales to Amaze is the same game, but it made a legit fun co-op co way to play it that doesn't break the game by any means which let's just pause and think about that you are not a fan of co-op i'm not a fan of co-op so generally. hearing you say that there's a co-op game you like should, should say something yeah so it's <laughs> so it's really good so instead so unmatched is you taking two i would famous two famous creatures people something from anything <laughs> history i guess mythology mythology everything movies marvel yep and you fight each other some maps you can play up to four people i think most of the maps now are probably playable to four but there are a handful that are only two player maps because when they first started coming out there was only six characters so it didn't matter and you just pick two random people there is no deck building there's no deck upgrading there's nothing 
you just pick your person, you get your deck, you get your miniature, anything else that might come with them. You throw it on the board, which folds up very small usually, and you just play each other. Fairly basic rules. Really, it shouldn't be fun. Like, if you look at it at a top-down level, it doesn't look fun. It doesn't look like it should be as fun as it is, and it's so good. That's the best part, is like, once you play it, and we've we've hooked people. Like, we have mutual yeah. friends that have played this once, and then just want to play something else and keep, go like, another character. Yeah, and, and that's, like, the, that's the greatest thing, that is with the no, like, yeah, there's characters that are better than the other characters. There's tier lists that you can find online. Sure. There's tournaments. There's so. tournaments. So you're going to know that, you know, when to do certain things if you really want to. But if you're playing casually with friends, you can play this with any of the characters. Oh, yeah. And have a blast. And have a blast. Even if you are fighting the best character in the game, like the worst character will at least have you can have fun still playing it for the most part. I argue there's one. Which one? King Arthur. So, I never have fun. <laughs> yeah, King Arthur is a hard one because you need to have his sword, Excalibur. Excalibur, and you need to do things. And Merlin cannot die. <laughs> but Merlin is still today the best. I think it's still rated the best minion yeah. in the game. So if he's you gone, <laughs> if you keep him alive, King Arthur can oh, yeah. stand up. You can stand up in a fight with King Arthur. You maybe aren't going to win a fight, or at least not very many. Yeah. But you can at least still play and you can fight Bigfoot or Sherlock Holmes with yep. King Arthur and you you can do it. It's just unlikely. He has no favorable matches, yeah. but you can still do it. But when you're not playing with tournament players, like they don't know the all of the different like combos that the oh, decks yeah. have and stuff. So like apparently neither do we. Yeah, we don't either. Because we we doing that uh at Gen Con, we joined that tournament thinking like, oh, we play this game a lot. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, it could be fun. We'll, we both lost first round. Yep. <laughs> Which I still I still laugh about because, like, you were so, the night before, you're like, if I get Spider-Man, like, I think I could do pretty well. Because it's a draft, so you don't get to choose who you have. No, it's, it's random-ish. Random-ish. And you got Spider-Man. and I did. So I was like, oh. And in general, when they're a card-heavy game, really, when it's a card-heavy game or even a miniature game, you do better than I do at them. I think with your past of tournaments tournaments playing theory, as much i mean especially even with magic and with warhammer and marvel you you generally are a better player than i am when it comes to those type of games so you got spider-man i was like okay well i'm gonna probably gonna lose which is fine but i'm gonna sit here and watch joe for a while i got crushed you got you died before i did yeah. <laughs> I, I i didn't realize that there are people who were good yeah and you it was <laughs> interesting because you did play Apparently, like the, the top player, one of the top, well, the top, yeah, the top hero or whatever they're no, called. No, the guy. Apparently, like he was one of the top. Players. Oh, he also is one of the top. You also played one of the top heroes. He, like, did he? He won, didn't he? The whole thing. Maybe. I, 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 don't, I don't. We didn't stick around. I played one of the best heroes. Up, apparently, like you said. Yeah, you played one of the best heroes with one of the better players for sure. He knew hit the heroes very well. Apparently, I played one of the worst. <laughs> yeah. We did learn quickly that Spider-Man was not as good as you originally thought. I think in a two-player casual game, Spider-Man is actually fun. really good. I thought he's fun. But I can I see why it. he's not super good in a... Beat up. And then a, you played She-Hulk? Uh, no, I was Doctor Strange. Actually. Were you really? Yeah. 
And I, I, you were close. Next card, I would have won. Just didn't have. I yeah. needed one more turn, pretty much, and ended up losing. You versus the, uh, what's it called? The uh, warrior girl. I can't remember her name. Starts with a Y. Did I? Maybe. I thought you did. No, I versed the archers. Uh, I versed our Achilles. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Yingling is who I. Yeah. Is who I. I thought you played her for some no. reason. So yeah, we both had ranged creature people and just one more turn i would have won and it literally was the last cards in both our decks and it was who i was like the next draw i was gonna win and yeah. it was just happened to be their turn but it was still it was a lot of fun even losing it was fun you got to play and it just <laughs> i didn't play <laughs> yeah, I, got to, I got to play longer than you did <laughs> but such a just such a good game and i really just really liked it that you don't have to think and we both enjoy deck building, but like, I like that. You don't have to. I don't have to. And I don't even really need or want to. Like, I think they do a really good job. The, the art on the card is fun. And it's like, they just. I like that it's all unique. I, it's not like, oh, this is Spider-Man, which I happen to have in front of me. But it's not like, oh, this is from the comic. No, this is like art yeah. made for the game. Exactly. And there are some cards that are pretty much in every deck. And then they're like, but most of the cards are unique per creature, per person, but they do like pretty much roughly the same things. And so I think the decks are what, about 30 cards? 30 to 40? Yeah. One I think other games. than Daredevil or is it Electra, who has a lot less? One of them has a really small deck. I think it's Daredevil. It's 30. Okay. So 30 card decks for almost every hero. I think it's Daredevil. Maybe it's Electra that has a small deck and they like in their game, they actually are shuffling mm. their, their game, their discard back into their deck, which is why there's a lot less of them. Sinbad and, does the same thing because he has his treasures. He constantly. So your 30 card deck, there are what? Four types of cards. Yep. There are attack cards. There are defense cards, versatile cards and utility cards on your turn you have your miniature and based on the miniature you may also have a sidekick um, so spider-man is not super known to be fighting with anyone on a regular basis i should say he fights with lots of people here and there but not on a normal basis so spider-man doesn't have a sidekick it's just him and they change that because every starting player also has health so usually, if you have a single player, you generally have a little more health because you don't have a second person to take damage for you. If you have a sidekick, they have some options for health. They might have one health and then you have multiple of them. Or maybe there's only one sidekick and you have a, a larger health pool. In front of me, conveniently enough, which did not mean to grab these two, I have Doctor Strange in front of me which are the two that we played in the tournament, which is funny that they're both the ones in front of us. So Doctor Strange has Wong as a sidekick and Wong isn't just a one health sidekick. He has six health, so he can he can take up to six damage. Doctor Strange has 14 health compared to what Spider-Man's health like uh, 15, 15. Oh, you're small. That's uh, he heals. A lot. Oh, yeah, he does heal himself. That's what it was. He has a bunch of cards. I think he has four of them that Wait. heals himself. OK. But yeah, those most of the single heroes I think are up in like the the high teens, like the 17s, 18s, 19s, stuff like that. But on your turn, you have you have to do two actions. Yep. You can do any two of the what are there three? Yeah, 
any two of the three, and you can do the same two, or you can do two different ones, it doesn't matter, uh, but you just have to be able to do, you have to do two of them. There's one that you can always do, no matter what you have in your hand, or if you have no hand, or even no deck, which is the maneuver action. Every creature, person, I don't even know what to call it. Every character? fighter, character. Fighter. I'm struggling with what to call them, because like Doctor Strange isn't a creature or a monster. I would just say character. They have a move. So every character has a move value. Some, you know, can move higher numbers. Some move lower numbers. Yep. And you get a lovely little character card that tells you your move, tells you your health and all that stuff. So you, you know it right in front of you. So you can move. The move part of the move action is optional, optional which is interesting because it's called maneuver. But the part of maneuvering is unlike most card games, you don't draw a card in this game unless you maneuver or you have a card that tells you to draw a card. You don't draw one to start your turn. So the maneuver is mandatory that you draw a card. And it doesn't sound like you're like, oh, it's mandatory. Of course, I'm going to draw a card. But if you don't have a deck and you draw a card, you take damage. So that's why it's mandatory. You can't just choose not to do that. And you have to do those two actions. So if you have no cards in your hand and no cards in your deck, you're maneuvering twice, taking damage two different times. The cheat sheets are really nice. Every character has it, like you said, that basically explains like, okay, this is your character. Yep. How can they attack? Because there's melee and range. The move, like you said, and this is all very easily explained on the card. Yep. There's a little like fun thing on like for mine. I have a little fun thing on the bottom because I don't. Yeah. Have a you don't kick. have a sidekick. That's sidekick is what takes up my spot there. But, but more importantly, in the center of the card is special rules. Every character has some kind of special rule yep. that applies only to that character, and it it's outside of all the action. So it's kind of like a passive ability always being taking place. Uh, as an example, my uh, Spider-Man has spider sense. When an opponent attacks Spider-Man, so whenever you attack me, before you before I play a defense card, you have to tell me how big your attack is. Yeah. Because the Spider printed value. Yeah, Spider-Man knows oh, what's that, coming at him. Exactly. So. Oh, you're attacking me. You're punching. You have a four attack. Yeah. Which helps me then go, okay, to play my defense is better. Yeah. Which is why he doesn't have some of the most classic defensive cards. Because if you knew that I was hitting you with a six and you like, okay, the six means it's a big attack. I'm going to definitely play this one that cancels everything out, mm -hmm. which is why he doesn't have some of those standard cards. I am terrible at remembering my special ability. <laughs> Just like I'm terrible in Marvel Champions to use my champions, champions abilities. <laughs> I don't know why it is. I'm just so bad at remembering those. But yeah, they all have them. Mine, for the one I have in front of me, is Doctor Strange, which these two come in the same set, which is really funny that we also grab those two. Uh, mine's Dark Pact. After each combat, if Doctor Strange played a card, you may deal one damage to him. So I'm hurting myself. If you do, put this card in the bottom of your deck and draw a card. So the card doesn't go on my discard. It goes into my deck, and I get to replace that card for one damage instead of a maneuver, which is awesome when you remember to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Every character has this. It's important to read the card because... And look at it often. Because I always flip it over. Because the other side is the... The, the, the quick turn guide. Yeah. So I always flip it over and kind of forget because you have the dial for the health and the move doesn't change. So once I know the move, I'm not, I'm not looking at it and I always forget about it. But like you said, for your one action, one of the action options is maneuver. Yep. 
You don't have to move. Yeah. And if you do move, you get to move all of your creature, all of your characters, that printed value. Yep. Which is what we did wrong. A bunch in the very beginning. We split. It was a long time ago. It was, yeah. It was, well, 2019 was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's five years ago. Before the pandemic, before, before everything. Before we knew how to read. That's why the, we, we thought the raptors were terrible yeah. for so long. Because the move was like a three or a four. There's three characters. I'm like, <laughs> here's one, here's one, and here's one. Because I... I would always divide them between the three. Someone listening to this is going to be like, they've mentioned Sinbad, King Arthur, Little Red Riding Hood, Beowulf, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized. Robin Hood, Bigfoot. There's a lot of I don't characters. know. I don't know what I'm going to tag in the, uh, in the hashtag. Every single one of them. Because I have no, like there's not any. <laughs> like it doesn't, there's no. Or Dracula, I'm going to tag. <laughs> yeah, Bloody Mary. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of custom ones online, even. <laughs> but yeah, so the move, you get to move. You can. You don't have to. The move part is optional. And you can move up to the move value for every character that you have. Uh, you have to do one at a time, which I don't see why that really needs to be called out. I can't think of a reason why if I move Doctor Strange. I guess I... There's yeah, got to be some... There has of, to be something that... There must be a response... Maybe they're just covering their tracks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they want to have a card that has a response. If a character moves next to you, it gets hit or something. Yeah, maybe. And so, yeah, you have to move. So if I choose to move Doctor Strange 2, I'd have to move him up to two spots. And then I can move Wong two spots, uh, up to two spots. And then your move action is done. Now, the other... I guess we'll get this one out of the way as well. You, We talked about utility cards. In the deck, There are they're called schemes. They're indicated by a yellow card that has a light bulb. They are free to play. It's an action. It counts as an action. Most of them, I feel like, give you another action. actions or a like, card. I just or something. pulled a random one from my deck, and it it says all my attacks are plus one this turn. I draw a card. I get another action. Yeah, it's a great card. You usually, just play them when you got them. Yep. Yeah. Some of them are healing cards. Some are like you can move your character really far card stuff like that so yep. some of them you, you don't just play right away because you're like, oh I, I can move five but like i don't i might not need to move five but it's nice because it allows you to go farther than moving maybe yes. and you don't have to draw and you don't have to draw which sometimes you really need to draw so <laughs> but if the card says draw a card you do have to draw a card you yeah, don't get to nothing's choose. mandatory no or nothing is optional yeah nothing's they're optional. All, they're all the only optional part is moving <laughs> Ironically, move. it's using the part. Like, yeah. The only optional part is the <laughs> name of that one is called moving, and you can optionally move. The, the moving action, you don't have to move. <laughs> yeah. There's not many. There are schemes. That's the yellow lightning bolts. It's not many. There's not many in, in each deck. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to give you any numbers. I'm going to lie and make them up anyways. But... I only have four. I just looked. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's under five usually. The on the cards also, so we talked about how there's like the yellow lightning bolt. Yep. Across that same side is a name or the word any potentially. So if the card says Doctor Strange, only Doctor Strange can play that card. Yep. Obviously at Doctor Strange's deck he can play his cards, but I have Wong. So I have ones that say only Wong can play it. So Wong has to be alive for me to be able to play that card. Yep. Doctor Strange isn't alive. I've already lost, so I don't need to worry about playing cards. <laughs> but if Wong's cards are in my hand, I have to have Wong alive to be able to use them. But then they also have any. 
Uh, and I think Spider-Man's, they all just say Spider-Man, They all say right? Spider-Man. Instead of saying any, which they could have also just said any because... No, I, I get it. Yeah. But so, yeah, the, the character's name, who can play it, any is any of your minions and yourself or the character spelled out by name. And that's on all the cards, not just the scheme cards. But yes, every good, card. Good time to talk about it, I think. The other main thing on your... Well, the, the only other action is attacking. And this is the majority of the game, I feel. Yeah, you just punch each other back and forth. That's all it is. It makes sense that Marvel got brought into this. Punch, 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 punch. <laughs> That's ultimately magic. how you punch, win. Punch, 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 magic. <laughs> yeah. And so the attack cards have a red explosion looking thing. Looks like a bam. Yeah. On a Looks like the, the bam from <laughs> <laughs> the pow from back pow. Batman. Splat. Or they're purple with half of that sheet icon and the other half's a shield. And those are versatile cards because they can be played as attack or defense. And then the, is it blue? It's blue. The blue shield <laughs> is a defense card. Obviously defense is not an action, but there are cards in your deck that may only be able to be used defensively, defensively in response to someone attacking you. So the majority of the deck is split this way. You have a cards that can only attack you have cards that can only block. And then, like you said before, the versatility ones are the ones that can attack or block. Yeah. And there's not a right or a wrong. Some some of them might favor blocking on those versatile cards. Some might favor attacking. But the bottom line is you're able to potentially block the hit points damage to you because even if it's a better card for attacking on the versatile card, it still has a value and you yep. still can block some damage, which sometimes you just need to stay alive. On the attack cards, there's really three things to look out for, I think. Maybe four, but there are, there's a number of damage it's going to do. Yeah. So once you decide you're going to attack, you decide who you're going to attack. You put the card face down. You want to talk about melee and range first? Like yeah. You can attack? Yeah, sure. How do you even get the option to attack? Yeah, so there are options for, you know, when, how you can attack, who you can attack, stuff like that. Melee, I think is fairly obvious. You are punching that person, hitting them with a sword, whatever it might be. You have to be next to them. You cannot be on the same square, circle, same spot. It's not possible. As someone else in this game, unless you're a small character, blah, blah, blah. But you can't be on the same spot. So you're going to be next to them. As long as there is a line going between the two spots that you are, you can punch them. Yep. If there's no line there, you can't punch them because you can't actually walk through there. So the boards are 2D. Some of them have height things in there. So you have to like walk through a door to get into that room. And then you can start punching the people in the room. But they don't actually have any 3D options on there. But it, that's why you look at the map, you, yeah. it'll make sense. It, it's all color coordinated. For the majority, at least one side of the map will be really well dictated. Yeah. Recently, Big circles with bright colors. The last like year and a half, the maps have an option. The front side is the one that you're used to from the beginning of the game, which is that bright color. The back, they made it more like it looks like what you would expect the map to look like. As a colorblind person, I have a really hard time seeing. I'm not even colorblind, and I find this difficult. It's hard to see. <laughs> it's it's even harder, I feel like, to see the lines in between some of these because they are like already on a dark spot. Yeah. It's really hard. 
the other side i just feel like in general is easier to see for me and i think most of the community agrees yeah but these colors are called zones yes the zones do not matter for melee as long nope. as the lines are touching yeah, as long as there's a path you can punch each other the zones come into play for ranged so as long as they're in the same colored textured however you want to look at it zone you can hit them with your ranged weapon some are single zones some are multiple zones doesn't matter as doesn't long matter as, as long as part of it is yep. you can get hit or you can hit someone else you don't have to have a very quick easy there's no like two spots like there is no in a lot of games minimum it's just the zone color there's some creatures or some effects that will hit the entire zone like medusa medusa right? does yeah. that there's, i'm sure there's others that i'm not thinking of so like everyone's zone takes one damage stuff like that so anyone in that color would take a damage range can still punch each other right next to each other you don't have to be a square away you but you do have to be on the same so even if you are only one square away and the color is not the same no yeah. no shooting it's kind of like the balance and so that's how you know who you can attack in a two-player game we obviously you are attacking the other player yep a lot of the players have two characters because they might have minions or maybe multiple minions so not only do you say joe i'm attacking you i have to declare who i'm attacking in this case, you have Spider-Man in front of you, so I'm only going to punch Spider-Man. But if you were punching, you would choose Wong or right. Doctor Strange. I would have to specifically say, uh, I'm going to attack Wong. And it matters because my cards, I might not have a defense card for Wong, but I might have one for Doctor Strange. Just like before, I'm not able to play it because that's, right. that's not the right person. Attackers declare, they put a card face down, defense has a moment it's like war remember war? yeah <laughs> have, a, have a moment <laughs> to look at their hand and decide if they're going to block or yeah. not block or what card they're going to block with and then once everyone's decided you flip them over the first thing you look at is that big number on the top left corner that's how much damage you're hitting me with yep. compared to how much damage i'm blocking if that's the only thing that's happening whoever had the higher number wins combat the one strange thing is as an attacker just based on the combat number you can't take damage no so even if i lay a six and you laid a four and i'm defending you, you don't take block. two damage i just you, yeah. i also don't take any damage but if you laid a six and you're attacking me into my four i take two damage yeah it takes the difference yeah so you take the difference of the damages and then that would be the end of it if there was nothing on the cards i don't think many of the cards have nothing on them one. <laughs> there might be but probably not on the card then you look down and you can see the big black box of text there's three things in there to look for which is what i was about to say before we talked about range and melee <laughs> is immediate during combat after combat yep that is when that line of text triggers some might have only one some might have multiple i don't think any have all three mm. I know they have two. I don't know. Read the card. Yeah, read the card. <laughs> do what it says. The defending players, if they both trigger immediately or both after combat or whatever it might be. Yep. Defending player does theirs first. Yep. And then the attacking player. It matters because a lot of the attack ones say like, oh, hit him again. Yep. But now if I'm out of range from you, you can't just hit me again because I'm not there. Stuff like that. So immediates happen as soon as you flip the card. Yep. 
during combat happens as you guys are combating as you're figuring doing out very simple damage. math and then after after combat is once the math is figured out you win combat as an attacker as long as you do one point of damage to the defending player based on that first number if you do zero or i guess zero yeah you lose <laughs> you don't do um, any damage don't do any damage you lose by lose you just lose the combat yeah a lot of the after combat attacks say like if you've won combat do this or if you lost combat do this so that's why the winning and losing matters after the combat cards are figured out you then take your damage on your little lovely dials for each player if that was your first action you go again if it wasn't it's the other player's turn and they get to start going that's it it really is it. <laughs> I was just trying to think of what else was next. No, I mean, weight-wise, this game is weighted very low because yeah. there's not a lot. No, and I think it only gets to be a lot when you start mixing. Not not even a lot. A lot's not the right word. It starts getting a little bit more complex when you mix yeah, characters and you mix boards because certain boards now, they've learned fairly quickly over the last five years that just a board of circles hmm, might get old. So now there's boards that have traps. There's boards that have secret passages. The new Marvel boards have tokens that you put down on the board that you can like pick up and use later. And so each rule book, as I pulled them all out today, when you guys, you're like, there's so many rule books. I, I never actually like realized how many there are. Yeah. I was like, are they all the same core rule book? Yeah, which, so there's- Which makes sense. The but... core rules, which are generally the same, but every set, if it added something, it talks about their special thing that they added. Which I think is nice. Which is nice. And it's nice because each card, it will tell you what set they came on and everything too. So you're able to look back and just grab like, oh, I need to grab the volume two set. And you can look at it and then flip. And you if they have like FAQs or sometimes they have examples and stuff. And it will tell you about like high ground. So volume two which is i didn't mean to i just randomly set a set as i grabbed a rule book has like that high ground so you get an advantage if you're attacking from the high ground yeah so you get like a plus one attack or something these are all optional i would think because yeah we played most of this just uh, as is on the board uh we've tried the marvel mission one where you get like special bonuses yeah. getting the little tokens I think the the rules are just nice something. because it tells you which like what the tokens really some of them are very clear yeah and some are like I don't know what that means right and so the the rules so I have them all still with everything because I can just flip to it and see like okay what does that actually mean all of them do have the core rules in them so if you only buy the teen spirit rules you know how to play the game based on it it, it does walk through setup it walks through a basic attack and then it also talks about their special cards and i mean just looking at this right here in front of me, i never seen all the maps and the cores stacked up and i was like oh my god this wasn't even all of them i just grabbed a handful listen there's <laughs> a lot but i guess you know to go back to your point in the beginning it is really nice that a new player can just go into the store buy the cobble and fog set but you should if you can see it. Oh, yeah. If you see Cobble and Fog, that's the one you need to buy. Actually, in fairness, if you see Bruce Lee or Daredevil, Deadpool. Deadpool, buy those ones. Deadpool is selling for like $200 plus. I got my Deadpool for $8 at BAM. Yeah, but here's the thing. And there was like 10 there's of like, them there. There's a caveat to this. 
Bruce Lee and Deadpool were one of the first ones. They're single character only. Yep. There's no map. No maps. They're not obviously not playable in the box. I think they retailed for about 10 or 15 bucks when they first came out. Unmatch is a really good game. You should definitely play it. This is the uh, special edition and uh, exit that Brian will listen to when he is editing this podcast. And if he misses this, how's everyone doing? Everyone doing good? Everyone, everyone had a good, uh, good winter. They went snowboard. I like to snowboard. Brian used to snowboard. He doesn't ski at all. And I invited him and his wife and our friends to go. And he's like, well, I'm going to try skiing. It's kind of lame, don't you think? I'm going to be on the mountain shredding, looking all cool. Get some neon on there and be all hip and fly by myself playing unmatched while I'm going down the slope. I'm very glad that this podcast is not a single podcast because I would probably fail. I've already lost. I have no idea what he's talking about. Welcome back. We were just talking about you. The podcast people. Uh, what were we saying? <laughs> uh, we talked about Deadpool and Bruce Lee and oh, um, yeah. singles. There's no maps. You got it for $8. Yeah. So they're, yeah, like we said, but they're also, you can't, they don't make them anymore. No. So you can't find them. I got mine super cheap, like I said, and now they're selling for crazy amounts online. This game exploded in popularity. Yeah, it really did. Which is, okay. We alluded to this. During our Gen Con, we we talked talked about about this greatly and how, where we live in Northern Michigan, I kind of feel we're the community for Unmatched. Yeah. It must be popular because I see people buying it. And a lot, everyone bought the Tales to Amaze yeah. from like Lantern. Yeah, Lantern sells out of them, but I don't see anyone. No one plays, plays it. That in but, public, I guess. And then I just assumed it was like, oh, it's just a really cool niche game that we found. It's yeah. us. Then we go to Gen Con and it's the biggest area by far one of the biggest areas and people just buying and they so so many sets they sold out yeah and i even went back because uh we were trying to get promos because like one of the hardest things in this game is promo hunting and it's just the same card with yeah there there really isn't any read yeah there's a foil (laughs) on it and the you get if you do the pre-orders which obviously we didn't get to pre-order most of them because we didn't know about this game at first you get one of the yeah. foils for the pre-oiler. <laughs> it could be four of them. That but you yeah, need. there's four. Like, so you get the bolts of Bolt Hawk. <laughs> probably should know how to say that because it's Marvel, and I feel like I should know how to read. But uh, you, you get there's four of those in your deck, and that's the foil card you get. And so, like, but it looks so nice. As a collector, I want all four of those, <laughs> and they were free, so you just give them to me. Right. But it's hard because a lot of them will be like, if you buy the game there, they were giving you a yeah. promo for like, that. But I already had it. <laughs> so we would be like, so you hey. got you got promos if you entered the tournaments and stuff. We so did. We, we got a bunch that way and stuff too, which was great. We did like the challenges, they yeah. had like quizzes and stuff, which those were really cool. It was like, hard. <laughs> yeah. So like at Gen Con, they had it set up, and so there was a few people that were running the the not the booths but their table areas. Yeah. The top guy. Yeah, he's top, one of the top. I think yeah, content he's creators. Definitely one of the the main content creators for YouTube for YouTube for Unmatched, Zero Skater. So I was I I know I knew of him, 
and I was like, oh, that's that's who that is. That's crazy. But they set up challenges. I was like, they just had a board set up with like the people on the certain spot and the health dials the and, cards and it played. said like, how do you do this in X number of turns? How do you win or something? Or and have each person have this much health left and like, and you had to like think through it. And if you got it right, got a they got a promo card. But yeah, they were difficult. We sat there for one of them like 15 minutes. Yeah. Just because like we had to like one thing you don't generally do. Generally, I don't I don't think I've very rarely have I ran out of cards in my deck. It has happened, but not often. And then this one, that one example that we sat for a while, you had to draw out, draw out and then take damage and then do something to have it work. Yeah. And you had it was like in two turns or something, so you had to like play it correctly. And it, but yeah, a lot of a lot of fun challenges to do that. I'm not sure how they like thought of that, but and with unmatched, if for whatever reason all the cards and decks aren't enough for you, <laughs> they are huge in the community. They advertise a unmatched.cards website that you can you don't have to have an account for, but if you create an account you can see fan decks i love teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> there's a bunch of fan decks for them like the people who make them the website itself has like the template so it looks just like the cards you just type in whatever you want you can upload photos and stuff like that and then like there's people who do it who also help you like if you want to get them printed like you can use this website to get like playing cards printed and like how to do it there's also an app and so you can just if you want to try a character out you can download the app and you can just flip through the the deck like you would like you're playing it you have to like have a random thing standing in for it yeah on the because there's no map or anything in the app but you like can play testing but yeah you get to play with the deck and you can see like do i want to go through the effort of printing this and is it going to be something i want to keep playing with stuff like that they're and, all really, and the community has been great. Yeah, everyone's so supportive, and they help. And because I've, I'm in the Reddit and the Facebook one, not the site. You've used it before because yeah. you printed off the ones. I printed I, off a handful, and I, I made one. Yep. So far, but yeah, I printed off quite a few of them, including like the Marvel skin, not skin, the Marvel for Tales of Maze. Oh yeah, yeah, Thanos, Thanos and stuff like that, which is all someone sat down and completely created that which is just crazy to me some people go hard it's just awesome because like when you have a good community i think that's what really keeps a game alive yeah and the game itself is just like it's because it's so different every set like you never know what might come and it's like it's just here it is like this yeah. is what it is and it's just so cool and yeah so and you can like thumbs ups and stuff on the cards so you know if other people are liking it you can tag it with certain things and stuff so that's out there if there wasn't enough already for you there's uh even more for you to get so restoration games does kickstarters for most of their major releases then the ones coming out now was it called sun warriors i don't think there is one yeah, no Kickstarter. Oh, Sun's Origins. Sun's Origins, yeah. But generally, like, Tales to Amaze had one. Yep. Their big volumes have one. Yeah, I think I think that's all they do now is their big volumes and not Tales. This. Sun's Origins not a big volume. The Kickstarter though? No. Yeah, I was say the kick like the kick they only kickstart like the big. Oh ones. yeah yeah yeah. Now the, the little ones they just release as as is as is. 
but the when I, when I say little, I mean like the the two, the two packs. Ones. Yeah. However, Tales to Amaze is by far one of the best cooperative games I've played. Like I said, in this game, it's very much you punching the other player. It's like a head-to-head -head game. It's all it's free for all or teams. And somehow they created a co-op game that takes that same exact feel, but now I'm playing with you and I'm punching decently strongly created, uh, you know, Monster monsters and minions and, minions and they're doing things to the board, so they're, you can't move there, or you take damage if you move there, and all new stuff for new people, but like all new interactions with the minions and in such a good way. And it just, I was like, it, eh. What blows my mind the most is the four people that I come with can be played outside of Tales of Maze. Yeah. And you can use anybody else in that game. Yeah, you can use any other characters in. They That's do. There's tough. like one, I think, that they say that you have to like switch something because it talks about a certain type of card that like you're not gonna get. But they like they, they talk about oh. it. I don't remember who it is. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, as is, you can play any four or up to four people from any set in there, and you can fight the bad the bad guys. And, and I would tales to amaze is two sided. <laughs> yeah, so there's two, two comes with two different bad minion storylines and. I would have to imagine there'll be more. I, I don't so. think that there's any announced as no of now, but like it's of. only been a it's been a handful of months. It's not. I mean, yeah, it just out. came out at the end of last year. So. Yeah, so it's not like it's been out very long. And they have Sons Origin coming out, and then they have the Brothers Murph coming out for normal sets. But and there's more. I mean, I know they they're they they're really good at like keeping it pretty good flow yeah and they never really show you anything until it's ready which is kind of nice too yeah they don't is. like hint well like they do little teasers. they do little teasers and stuff but nothing crazy and pretty good pretty reasonable timeline when it comes between the two i feel like it's like okay you've hinted that and now we know it's coming and now we have release dates it's just refreshing to have i like this game is very eye-catching when you go to the when you go in and you pick one out because let's just i guess okay so lantern games has almost all of them right now except for uh the small ones yeah the single packs but if you look oh this one has beowulf and <laughs> red riding hood you're like that's weird and the next one has dracula and sherlock holmes you're yeah. like that's weird <laughs> it's just it's fun that it it's just random yeah and it, it works yeah and i think just because it's so random it works and you don't have to like even though that there's now a handful of marvel characters like it doesn't super matter and you can play a marvel character against sherlock holmes and i mean electra is one of the best characters out in the community now and is it yeah so it's like for the most part the sets all stay pretty equal they've the same top three have been pretty much the top three since yeah they came out electra is now up there quite a bit but other than the buffy set so they made a set for buffy the vampire slayer 
it was right when they first came out. So they had their very first set come out in 2019. But it got delayed. They made Buffy. It got delayed. I'm guessing it got delayed for licensing reasons. I'm not sure exactly why. They released a few other sets before Buffy actually came out. Then they were able to figure out how to get Buffy released. And they just released them. Two years too late. And they're just not... There's cards that came out that like, oh, like now these are standard type of cards that Buffy like didn't see. And so three of the four people in Buffy are, have been the bottom three. I They're think. almost unplayable. Yeah. And like people like, like some of them are like, they like playing as, you know, them. They just can't, they don't win. I've, I've seen uh, a good community online that actually do remakes yeah. of the Buffy cards. And I know there's a lot for uh, King Arthur. You can get yeah, you new can cards printed for them. So it's, rebalance. It kind of makes them more relevant. But for the most part, like out of having 40 plus characters, if you have four that were bad. And not like, even all four are bad. It's uh Yeah, yeah, three from Buffy and King, Arthur. King Arthur. Like And we say bad, I mean they're just not as yeah, good. I don't think they have any favorable matches. You can win with them, but like because it is luck of the draw. No, a new player would not know. Yeah. And honestly, if you played Buffy set by itself, you'd probably have a good time. Yeah, I would think so. Because they've kind of... Uh, Buffy is the best one in that set. But like she's not overpowering anything. She's mid-tier at best. And so it's not like she's going to win in one turn. No. But And we're talking like in stats and like people who know this game in and out, right? Like If you're playing this casually... Or if you're playing it with a significant other and you really want to play with the Buffy, play with Buffy. It's not yeah, bad. If you like Buffy, because it's a Buffy set, oh, so all four Buffy characters, Spike, and I don't know, Buffy, Angel. Angel. I can't remember. And someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I never really watched the show. I didn't either. But So they're all four from Buffy, if you like Buffy. and I mean, they're, they're, they're good enough yeah. for what they are, and this uh, unmatched cards. I don't know who's really updating these, but they do have like tracking on them. So you can look like King Arthur, his best chance of winning that I can see. Hope I can scroll. Oh, Yingling. Wow. She really high. No, 86% chance of, uh, wait, who is winning? King Arthur versus one seven of six yeah okay so like it tells you so like the winners across the, the side mm -hmm. and then who they face across the top so like king arthur has a 40 percent chance of winning against alice it's not bad not bad 23 percent chance against medusa not That's, good makes sense though but like so the most part that he's right around in the 40s he's not good but like he does have some favorable matches against willow which is the other one from buffy yeah he has favorable matches against Ying, Ying Yang, which is the archer that I lost to. It, and it, so, like, it just, it does have, like, Squirrel Girl. He has a 67% chance of victory over and stuff like that. So, on average, he's about a 40%. Something really cool that I think would be fun to do, and I saw this in uh, a TikTok, ironically, <laughs> for Unmatched, which was funny, was someone took uh, every single character and made, like, a little kind of like what you did with those penny tokens mm -hmm. they had these little acrylic things they put them all in like a, a bag it looked like just a regular velvet bag and they just did like this and you, you put your hand in and whatever you got oh, yeah. you had to play 
And I was like, that's really clever. Because <laughs> you can just play what makes... Yeah. Because the hardest part is picking, in my opinion. When we sit down, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. who haven't I played or who is have not touched in a long yep. time? I never base it on, like, what you pick. No. It's just, I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And that's, yeah. That's true, because I know Dice Throne, you get... Um, the car, and one additional card yeah, with the character's name that you can shuffle, and like that's how you draw. So it'd be nice to see. Like, I guess you could put all their dials in a bag. I think they're all different sizes and stuff. So like, oh, maybe they're not all. Yeah, maybe but then they are roughly the same. Just put your hand in. You're yeah. not gonna be like, oh, that one's a millimeter thicker. That gotta be Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in, in the tournaments, they usually, you know, they take out the best three. They take out yep. the worst, however many that they need to take and they, out. They use the cards, and then yeah, they use the cards. They shuffle, and then you get three of them, and you pick one, you pick and one, and you pass. Blah blah blah. And then you only can use them one per because it's three rounds. So you'd pick three characters, and you have to use one now and one later. So like, do I play the best that I got? Do I play the worst? Because you might end up with you know, if I play my best first against someone's worst like okay, i just wasted my best or, and then i'm stuck playing my worst against their, someone else's best later or something yeah i thought i was playing my best <laughs> <laughs> i went middle of the road because i don't remember who else i had but i remember doctor i played you had she hawk because you told me that yeah i think i had she i think i was kind of bummed that i had two of the marvel characters i have no idea what your third was i can't I, even remember my other two yeah so i i remember thinking i thought she hawk was gonna she hawk was is decent and I thought Doctor Strange was probably my middle, and then I had a one that was even better. But I remember thinking, I'll play Doctor Strange now, and then next round I can see what happens. But I didn't get to a next round. There's so many different people out there making it competitive and casual. It's, like I said, the community is awesome. The game is super fun. There's only so much... There's only so much I can say about it, which is uh, here's another thing that's also really positive, and we just looked it up before this. Uh, Board Game Geek rates it at eight point three. Yeah, which that's is very high. Really high, I feel like. And is that the bait? Like the what? That's just the base game. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm I haven't looked at like the expansions, which I don't know. If Tales you know. to Maze is eight point four. Cobble and Fogs eight sevens eights so yeah they do list them as expansions yeah deadpool's just under eight that surprises me deadpool's kind of a meme because he uh yeah, he interacts with what's on the table and he's a card that says if your opponent's name is logan they just lose yeah <laughs> it's it's just a bunch of random stuff are there food on the table yeah hey you get five health or something silly He's also the only one that has no duplicate cards. Correct. Every single card. Yeah, every is, card is unique. He's fun. Yeah. But I. He's I, not in most tournament options, but. He's not in any. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. Same with uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, you, yeah. Usually the top three are taken out because. It's just too good. Yeah. If you get it, it's just. If you're really good. Because I think Sherlock Holmes has like cards that you can just guess cards in your opponent's deck. Yeah. So if you're just really good. You just know. Yeah. And for us, like, I don't know enough. I don't know their names. <laughs> I can't even pronounce the Doctor Strange one yet. <laughs> and I definitely don't know, like, what's left. Like, what should I think of? And what one would I want to take out? Yeah. Like, um, I'm good. The game's really good. The game's fantastic. Uh, recommendation, obviously. Go out. 
support your local game store, Lantern Games, here in Traverse City, Michigan. Yeah. Or support our local game store. You don't have to support S- yours. Specifically ours. <laughs> and uh, they have them all. All the relevant ones. And it doesn't matter which one you pick. Honestly, I'm not going to... We've been talking up and down about characters, but that's just for the people who may, who have played it, just to have some fun talk. But honestly, just go and pick one. Cobble and Fog, I, I would pick that one if, if it's your first one. It's a really solid set. They don't print it anymore. Yeah. But a lot of places still have it. Yeah, you can still get it. It's not like it's been out of print for very long. It's a fun set. It's a good set. It's they a have great some, set. Some super balanced. Solid players in it. Yeah, highly recommend all of them. And don't listen to tier lists that well. No. Because there are characters that are rated very low, like Invisible Man or Bloody Mary. Who are fun. And... Who I've won with. Yeah, yeah, you can win with them. I mean, you, that's the thing. You can win pretty much with anyone. I, I think they're really fun characters. Yeah. I, I Yeah, don't base anything on the tier list. But if you are trying to think of... I liked when I looked through is like trying to figure out how complex some of the characters are. Cause if a new player tries to grab Sherlock, it's going to be really hard for them to do well. Cause like they don't know. And so like some of the complexity is kind of the stuff that I looked at more. And I also wanted like the basic, like play style, yeah. like punch and face or move around a whole lot, that kind of stuff. So they know kind of what they're getting themselves into. But other than that, like, yeah, I'm not going to say like, Oh, this is top tier no character and they're not gonna know and even then uh someone playing again sherlock holmes and someone who's a pro playing sherlock holmes are two completely different games absolutely so don't listen to tier lists if you're gonna get in this game which i we do recommend just pick one pick the one that has characters that you think are funny that you're like oh i really want to play as bigfoot yeah get the bigfoot one they all have maps, especially the ones you'll find in stores. They'll all have maps. Yep. Don't worry about that. They're all standalone, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Just try it. Yeah, absolutely. Try it. If you don't want to buy it, try it at a store that maybe has it open. Yep. Um, or come find us. We'll play with you. Well, absolutely. If you're in Traverse City, we'll play this every day. Yeah. And uh, even if you aren't in Traverse City, follow us uh, on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Also like and I guess like our uh, you subscribe I guess you don't subscribe and I apparently watch way too much YouTube like comment and subscribe yeah <laughs> you know follow us and comment on you know all the social all media the different stuff. all the social medias all the different places you can find our podcasts it helps other people find it put something in the review special thanks again to Lantern for being sponsoring all of our games that we play these are all games that we own but. They do great things in the community that we get to help with and we get to continue playing games, which is fun. And uh, for Jack Pine, for uh, the music and mostly just John Ransom in Jack Pine, but making all the music that we listen to throughout the whole episode. And we look forward to seeing you guys next time for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Thanks for playing.